From Phoenix to Fredonia, Tucson to Tuba City, the Arizona Department of Transportation is connecting Arizona. Everyone, everywhere, every day. Now you're connected to On the Road with ADOT. Well, good day. Wherever in the universe you might be listening to us, uh, this is On the Road with ADOT, the uh, ADOT podcast. But you knew that because you're here. Uh, I'm Doug from ADOT Communications. Glad that you could join us. And we're talking, uh, not surprisingly, about roads and a road that uh, a lot of people in Arizona use quite a bit and have for many, many years is getting some special attention. Some might say, finally. But, you know, all this requires a certain amount of money and uh, other things that have to be navigated. So joining us to talk about I-17 going from North Phoenix area all the way up to Sunset Point. Point for all those people escaping the heat or wanting to get up to the snow, depending on the time of year and when we have snow, which we could use more of, but I digress. Laura Douglas is joining us. Welcome to the podcast, Laura. Thank you for having me. And Laura, uh, it's great to have you here. You're, you've, you've been with ADOT a little while, and, and here we are getting you on the podcast finally. So uh, we're glad to have you uh, talking about this really important project. It's called the I-17 Flex Project. It might have a couple more words that I probably missed, right? What's the official title? So it's officially called the I-17 Improvement Project, and what we are doing is improving 23 miles of I-17, I-17 starting at Anthem Way all the way to Sunset point and it's really a two-part it's a widening and a flex lanes improvement project so i think most people who ever go up there and and i I grew up here so i'm old enough uh, to remember when i-17 near camp verde was still they were still putting in uh the southbound lanes that's that's how far i go back that's the 70s (laughs) um so but we look at this road it really hasn't changed much frankly since the 70s and plenty of people are still heading up to Flagstaff, to Prescott, to the Grand Canyon, to all points in between and wherever else. This is badly needed. So uh, give us a sense. We have two major things we're talking about here, widening and the flex lanes. Let's start with the widening because everybody understands what that means and and where we're going to be doing that. Okay, so the widening will occur starting at Anthem Way, the southernmost part of this project, and it will go for 15 miles north to Black Canyon City. And right now, that particular road, the uh, the I-17, is two lanes in each direction. And so what we are going to do is install an additional travel lane, northbound and southbound, so it will be three lanes in each direction from Anthem Way to, to Black Canyon City. And this is the relatively easy part because it's not flat, but it's sort of flat. Yes. Um, and, you know, that's going to be essential for, as you mentioned earlier, um, reducing the amount of congestion that we see. We see a lot of bottleneck traffic as people are heading out of the valley. They hit Anthem and things uh, move into two lanes. It's right now it's it's three. And before that, you've got the HOV lane when you're driving uh, north and uh, into that particular area. And then it, ver- it narrows very quickly. So, We see a lot of congestion on the weekends, particularly as people are heading out of the Phoenix metro area and driving up north. And so the the goal is to not only reduce congestion, but to improve safety uh, and to increase capacity. That's the whole goal of this particular widening section of this project. And we want to make it easier for people to get a pie. 
Yes. And the, and the good news <laughs> is that uh, the Rock Springs Cafe is right there uh, in Black Canyon City. And we will certainly uh, be able to increase access for businesses in that area. Um, and the good news is, is that uh, the business access will not really be impacted by this particular construction project. People will still be able to access their favorite places. So once you get to Black Canyon City and all those great places to grab pie or barbecue or whatever, uh, then it gets real tricky there because if anybody's driven that part of the route, there's quite a bit of a climb. Um, Not to bore people with too much geography, but there's a thing called the Mogollon Rim and the Colorado Plateau. And we think of the Rim Country as Payson, and it is, but that uh, geological feature goes across pretty much the whole state, and this is where it gets tricky on I-17. So what are we doing to address that? Well, it is a tricky area. And so instead of widening uh, to three lanes in both directions, it was uh, a lot more practical. um, And it was decided in our environmental study that the best solution would be to install two flex lanes along the existing two southbound lanes uh, that will be separated by a concrete barrier. So that will be eight miles of what's called, again, flex lanes from Black Canyon City to sunset point. And those particular lanes are very unique because it will allow traffic to move either northbound or southbound, depending on the greatest need or the particular day of the week. Yeah, ostensibly, if it's going to be a holiday weekend, Friday, you're going to need more lanes going north and obviously the Monday or the Sunday, whatever the case may be, coming back south. Are we going to have to widen there or are we going to use existing footprint for that? Or are we actually going to have to blast a little bit of rock to make this happen? We're using um, the existing right-of-way, but you're right, we're, we're going to need to do some blasting in that particular area to clear the way for the flex lanes. Um, and so once they are installed, they will again provide an additional two travel lanes in either direction, depending on the greatest need or when people are heading into or out of the Phoenix metro area. So they've really got, again, the, the name says it all, that flexibility to move traffic depending on what's going on. And the beauty of it is that if there is an unplanned incident, such as a crash or a wildfire, we do see a number of wildfires in that area that affect the highway, Um, we can use those flex lanes to move traffic if it's affecting the northbound or southbound side. So that, again, uh, and and the great thing about the flex lanes is that they will be open uh, seven days a week, 24-7. They won't be used for uh, just the weekends or or special events or holidays. They will be useful seven days a week. Have we heard of this technology elsewhere? Is this something that or fairly unique, or what's the story behind that? Well, they the flex lanes are not uh, currently in Arizona on the Arizona highway system, but they are not new to different states. Uh, Washington, California, uh, I believe Texas. There's a number of states that have used these flex lanes uh, successfully, and that was what Arizona looked to in terms of how to model ours. And, you know, again, as we look to whether we should widen the highway at, or add a third third lane in each direction. It was decided under uh, a previous study that occurred a few years ago that these flex lanes would be the most beneficial and the most practical while also being cost efficient. Because as you're talking about perhaps adding a lane in that northbound direction, you're not only having to blast through a number of mountainous terrain, but it's, it's very 
uh, cost prohibitive because you're doing that kind of work. You're adding a lane that uh, is going to require a significant amount of work uh, if you go and uh, add a northbound lane in that particular area. Yeah, it's extremely mountainous, very rocky. Uh, it's quite an engineering feat to have put a highway there at all. Uh, back in the day before there was an I-17, you went through Prescott. And not that that was necessarily easy, but this is quite an engineering feat. Uh, and these these flex lanes will have controlled access, obviously. They will. So uh, that entire eight-mile stretch will have a number of technological features. Um, first of all, uh, it will have overhead message signs so that people know which direction is open. So there will be no confusion right. over whether to go northbound or southbound. They will also have a series of electronic gates what, that allow people to enter and exit the flex lanes uh, to also uh, uh, you know, combat any potential for uh, wrong-way drivers. And then that entire stretch will be monitored by our Traffic Operations Center, which is in Phoenix and 24-7 cameras along the entire stretch. So it's it's going to be very uh, highly technologically advanced. Oh, and I should also mention uh, that if if uh, in the unforeseen circumstance that uh, a vehicle does enter in the wrong direction, which is not expected, but we do have a backup system and that is called a vehicle uh, arresting a barrier system so that essentially a net will drop and slow or wow. stop any wrong way traffic any wrong way vehicle that's going into the flex lanes when they should not interesting so now uh, people that are driving up there will see are seeing work of some sort going on correct they they are seeing the pre-construction work that's been going on since um, about january or february of this year so um you've seen maybe as you drive up north uh perhaps uh the clearing of the median um if you've driven in the overnight hours or in the evening late evening hours you'll see maybe a, a lane closure or a shoulder closure to do geotechnical investigation um survey work and um actually what was really cool is um some of this geotechnical investigation required uh because it's just so rugged and mountainous we had to drop our crews and our equipment by helicopter oh my goodness so that was occurring in february um and you mentioned rock springs that was a prime place where people were seeing that helicopter in action uh dropping uh, our crews and our uh, geotechnical equipment so that they could do the work in that mountainous area. Um, Sometimes we get comments from people saying, well, just build another highway a few miles either direction. Why can't we do that? Well, there uh, pretty much the the quick answer is cost um, funding. Uh, there are a lot of needs when it comes to our highway system, um, and funding is the biggest factor in a lot of these uh, priority projects. Uh, it took a while to get the funding for this particular project, and there are a number of funding sources associated with this project. Um, it was planned for for a while. It finally made its way into the five year program, and um, you know, thankfully, we've got the nearly $450 million to now uh, make this project a reality. So it's about a half a billion dollar project. And you mentioned the five-year program. People probably aren't aware generally, and, and why would they be? You'd kind of have to be a transportation nerd, uh, which I guess we are. But um, 
Uh, ADOT doesn't do these things in a vacuum. We have an entire process that involves the appointed state transportation board, which uh, represents has representatives from all parts of the state, and they have to look at the available funding, and they have to determine the, the need in every corner of the state from uh, Yuma up to Four Corners and every place in between. And so projects do compete, and we're just happy to see this finally uh, coming, coming to fruition. Uh, we don't get down to specific dates, but how long do we suppose this whole I-17 improvement project is going to take? Well, it is expected, it is scheduled to uh, start later this year. And so we're talking about three, maybe three and a half years for construction, um, starting in the southernmost section, that that Anthem area. But really, it's key for drivers to remember that um, that whole 23-mile section, once it starts construction, it moves very quickly because it's a design, build, operate, maintain, mm-hmm. P3 type of project. Um, so once... Public. Public-private partnership. Public-private partnership. Um, Because people also probably don't realize that ADOT doesn't hire workers on our own to build these things generally. We hire private contractors who bid on this and go through a procurement process, and then they do the work. Correct, correct. So again, um, you know, people will see uh, this project moving along very quickly, designing and building at the same time, uh, 23 miles under construction all at once. Uh, When it comes to, you know, people get a little uh, worried about, you know, how am I going to travel along I-17 if you're going to be doing this type of thing? And the good news in all of this is that when we need to uh, close a lane or a shoulder or do really um, anything that involves uh, restricting some sort of access to that highway, that will be done in the overnight hours, 7 p.m. to 6 a.m. during the weeknights. So when you're trying to get out of town uh, on a weekend, that particular uh, area, while you'll still have it as a construction zone and you might see some equipment or workers in the area, we will not be taking a lane away or restricting access due to construction because we realize how, uh, how essential that highway is on a weekend to get in and out of the valley and up to the high country. And so the majority of the work that is really impactful will be in the overnight hours. So needless to say, we're not shutting down the freeway completely or the highway completely at any point in time, at least not planned. Well, that uh, not exactly. I mean, we will have blasting that will close the highway, either one or potentially both lanes of uh, the highway on uh, a given side um, for up to an hour. But again, in the overnight right. hours for blasting, during specific time periods, um, during the weeknights. Um, but yeah, people can't expect blasting. And that's going to be, you know, one of the more impactful activities of construction. But again, weeknights, overnight hours, and, and a lot of advance notice so that people can perhaps, you know, uh, change their travel plans or their route accordingly. But certainly nothing like, you know, three days at a time or anything like that. No, right? no, absolutely not. Of course. All right. Um, well, uh, and, and just real quickly, we want to reemphasize, as always, uh, when we're going through work zones, talk a little bit about work zone safety and how important that is. It is critical. It's, uh, you know, we, we talk 
talk about the need to get everybody safely home, and that's an area that sees a lot of of crashes. Typically, that area from Anthem Way to Sunset Point, and uh, you know, people tr- traditionally kind of speed and and drive a bit recklessly. And we're really wanting people to understand the importance of driving safely, no matter what, whether it's a construction zone or not. But in particular, this construction zone, we're going to be talking about fifty five miles an hour in terms of the speed limit. You're going to have workers in and around that area, construction equipment. You know, we all understand that people, you know, might get a little impatient, but it is critical that people drive safely in that area and just add a little extra time to your commute. Um, We will have a a really much needed, much improved uh, stretch of highway in about three to three and a half years. And that is what people need to keep their focus on is that the, the prize at the end. Yeah, we did some research for a different project where if you go 75 miles an hour from this 11-mile stretch uh, and you reduce that to 55 miles an hour, that's about three minutes added to that time. So think about three minutes. That's a hit song, basically. Is somebody's life worth a hit song? No. Uh, the the workers out there, the drivers and their passengers, they're people. They're, they're sisters, their brothers, their husbands, their wives, whomever. Uh, they deserve to get home to their families just as the drivers and, and your passengers deserve to get home to your families as well. So everybody be safe. All right. We're going to come back once in a while and talk about this, right, Laura? Because this is going to be an, a dynamic project from years to come. And I know people are really looking forward to it. So Laura Douglas has been our guest talking about the I-17 improvement. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for spending some time on the road with ADOT. To learn more about ADOT, visit our website at azdot.gov, where you can also connect with our links to Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Flickr, and YouTube. That's at azdot.gov. Goodbye for now, and thanks for being on the road with ADOT.